listening to the Freedom Unaffiliated podcast hosted by Independence Institute. On this podcast, you'll hear from the experts at Independence Institute talk about the issues important to Colorado and how to bring some sanity to this increasingly leftist state. Polis, Dems, refuse to rein in petulant alt-left reps. By me, John Caldera, published November 26, 2023. Yep, the Colorado Republican Party can be completely dysfunctional and embarrassing. It has elements many call ultra-right-wing or alt-right. And you should not care, because it just doesn't matter. There is no bigger non-story in Colorado than Republican infighting. How could there be? They have no political relevance. None. They are the super-minority. Democrats control the state's executive branch, the courts, and boy howdy, do they control the state legislature. There is only one real story in town, and it's getting harder and harder to keep it suppressed. That story? The growing civil war inside the alt-left that run our state. The rumors of complete embarrassment and behind-the-closed-doors dysfunction inside the Colorado Democratic Party are already legendary. But now the dysfunction is spilling out for all to see. With at least six members of the Democratic Socialists of America among the ranks, and many more sympathizers in the legislature to mention, there seems to be a brand new breed of Stalinist-styled viciousness echoing through the halls of the state capitol. Like MAGA supporters wearing their buffalo horns and ransacking Nancy Pelosi's office, these folks just can't contain themselves. But the slight little difference here is that these protesters are also our lawmakers. Just in time for our own awkward family Thanksgiving dinners, they treated us to a legislative special session supposedly regarding property tax relief. But it turned into a clown show, followed by a socialist-styled redistribution of our Tabor refunds. There's been incredible pressure from the media, academia, Hollywood, and the political elite on conservatives of all stripes to condemn the ultra-right-wing MAGA crowd who claim Trump's election was stolen. That is, we're all supposed to call out fellow conservatives for behaving badly. How odd, then, that when liberals and progressives watch their own team behave badly, there's little pressure for them to do the same. Here's a fun starting point. Do a Google search of terms. Search terms like ultra-right Republican, and you'll see at least three to four times as many hits as ultra-left Democrat. Same if you search alt-right versus alt-left. It seems these pillars of culture, media, academia, Hollywood, are pretty breezy about labeling people on the right as extreme, But apparently, there's very few extremists on the left. Does anyone else find that odd? How is freshman state representative Tim Hernandez not labeled ultra-left? The desks on the state house chamber have the Colorado and American flags on them. Makes sense, given our state reps take an oath to both the Colorado and U.S. constitutions. Hernandez ripped down his American flag to put up a Palestinian flag in its place. This is the same guy who refused to condemn the Hamas attacks on Israel. Isn't State Representative Elizabeth Epps alt-left? She took to the House floor to go on a 45-minute anti-Semitic diatribe about genocide in Gaza during a discussion about, what else, food stamps. It didn't stop there. 
as Epps then took to the gallery to join fellow Palestinian protesters. When one of her Jewish colleagues took to the House floor and said something she didn't like, she screamed from the balcony that he was, quote, out of order. She did it so often, the Speaker of the House had to call the House into recess and have her removed from the gallery. Yes, this is anecdotal stuff. But we see it played out in governments all across Colorado, like Denver City Council and school boards. The overriding theme is the Democratic adults in Colorado refuse to rein in their ultra-left-wing children. The largest case in point is, of course, Governor Jared Polis, who made it very clear during the Proposition HH campaign he did not want to see Tabor refunds used for income redistribution. You know, socialism. On the televised debate, he said, quote, rather than keep redistributing more and more money, let's just cut taxes, period. Yet the bills now sent to him only redistribute Tabor refunds from those who paid more in taxes to those who paid much less, if nothing at all, in taxes. If true to his words, Polis must veto those bills. He didn't. But if five years of Governor Polis have proven anything, it's that he cannot stand up to the vicious alt-left of his own party, many of whom are now making it clear they're not fond of Jews like him. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Freedom Unaffiliated podcast. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please give it a like and consider sharing it with a friend. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast so you can catch our newest episodes. For more content from Independence Institute, go to thinkfreedom.org. Thanks for listening.